0: It's the Craggy Island Rugby Podcast Guinness Pro 12 Champions Connacht are back in training William Davis, welcome along.
1: I'm not back in training Rob but thank you for welcome
0: Alton Delan's not well, back in training met him outside the gate Alan Deagall
1: Yeah but it's pre-season it's the first day of pre-season so we, it seems, seems right that we have our own pre-season Podcast to get ready to rock and roll with the uh, Pro 12 champions that are Connacht.
0: Listeners won't realise this, Dave Finn, but uh, when we came into this stand here at the sports ground in the middle of uh, well, in late June uh, on this late June Wednesday evening, it was a miserable grey day. And as as we press recording the podcast, the sun is shining on the pitch. It's looking pretty sharp.
2: The uh, pitch looks great, uh, you know. But then again, no one's running it for at least. Five weeks, and even the training pitch looks in good shape. I mean, just that's all these pitches need—just a bit of R and R, love and attention from from Dave and the lads—and it looks good. It's a nice time of year. It feels weird to be here when there isn't even a crossbar, um, but you know there is a crossbar.
0: There's no, well,
2: no post. I, 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 I lost it in the sun. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the last day of June. We're in a rugby pitch, and you know what. It doesn't feel strange.
0: <laughs> it doesn't feel strange, yes. Yeah, good point. Usually we'd be a bit drained from the season at this point, wouldn't we, Alan? No, we're not through. Everyone has so much energy around Conor we just can't wait for next season.
1: Certainly. Certainly. Like um, when you're the Guinness Pro 12 champions, why, why wouldn't you?
0: <laughs> oh, there's got to be at least one monster fan listening to us going, shut up already. But well, if you think that's the end of it, we're sorry. <laughs> William yes, oh you see you're wearing your Guinness Pro 12 final uh, top from the game where Connacht won against Windsor
3: I certainly am Yes. Which crowned yeah. them Guinness Pro 12 champions exactly <laughs> and it, the, these of course were given out to everybody in the media weren't they Alan oh
0: we're not yeah, going yeah. back over this yeah, again yeah. Right. oh mother of God
3: no we we'll would be saving that up for the season it's uh, so the rugby season never ends it's been a very interesting month there's been a lot of rugby to watch there's been a lot of stuff going on uh, there's been a lot of uh, Connacht Pro 12 Champions representatives in the Irish team in South Africa They had an interesting time We've had players in the under-20s They did brilliantly to reach the final Played some great rugby And uh, yeah, it's the pre-season starts today So it doesn't uh, doesn't be long coming around.
0: Alan, as you said, uh, I saw Alton land outside the gate a little bit earlier um, Just standing there waiting for a lift he didn't have a bag when him am just his phone, and he says he I said, uh, "I presume you're not starting preseason." And he said, "No, I'm getting a bit of a break, and he's heading home, which I believe is down to Trilly."
1: It is indeed. Um, you know, I assume he needs a he needs a bit of a break. I know he he didn't. He get must to be play. only back
0: a day or two, like yeah.
1: Yeah, he, he mightn't have Got to play too much rugby, but you know, um, I can't imagine he got too much. R and R down in South Africa. I'd say with a lot of work done down there. Uh, certainly listening to what Matt Healy had to say about the amount of homework he had to do to try and catch up with everything that was going on. I'd say they, they they mentally need a break more than physically at this stage. And I think that was proven because of the way they finished the game. They finished the game on top. This idea that these guys are tired after a season. I think you know no disrespect to them. I love my rugby. and I love these guys and I love the energy they put into it. But you know they they get time off they get you know they, they train for a couple of hours a day they do yeah, their whatever 20, 25
0: hour weeks they're probably the most looked after human beings in the country they deserve to be because they put their bodies on the line
1: for their work exactly exactly So, but,
0: but there needs to be a balance in how people assess it It's. I think sometimes we go with the GA mentality of oh my god these guys are, have player burnout but the whole point of being professional athletes is you manage the burnout
1: Exactly You know And, and, and it's, it's some of the press It's some of the guys in the, the older guys in the press and guys who used to be players When it wasn't quite as professional As it is now um, And they weren't looked after Quite as well as they are now uh, That you know Sometimes you get a little bit Annoyed by that But you know It's no no disrespect to the players They give absolutely everything And um, have huge Huge uh, Respect for what they do But I just don't like hearing That they're tired all the time
0: Dave Before we uh, get on to European Champions Cup draw Which Connacht are in as top seat because they're the Pro 12 champions Mm. Um, people are going to be playing Pro 12 champion bingo now on this podcast Dave good performance by the Irish boys overall conic lads with the Irish team do you think it came out like if you were to assess overall do you think the conic lads came out with a positive going forward yeah, well, to be a lot fair... Of them didn't get as much game time as we might, we might have yeah,
2: Well, I think the, the, if you're looking at from the province's point of view, this has been the re-emergence of Ulster as a strong force in the Irish team. Uh, they had 10-12-13. They would have had 10-12-13-15 in the last game if Payne had been fit. I don't think the Irish, I don't think any of the kind of boys can come out and think, well, I didn't put my hand up or I didn't take the limited opportunity I had. Turnin was affected by the fact that Willie Rue took him out in the air in a Jared Payne-esque, but not Jared Payne-esque, uh, resulting. Tackle. Yeah. Uh, Matt, well, he was always going over there as the third or fourth choice. He was going to be behind Trimble, he was going to be behind Earl. So the fact that he got some game time at all uh, was excellent. Ultimate feel a little disappointed in the sense of how much game time he got, but in terms of what he did with the ball when he came on, he was excellent. I think the major guy who comes out of this really, really well is Quinn Ruby because Quinn, you could. I'm not saying that Quinn coming off was one of the reasons that the second test kind of went a bit pear shaped in the last 20 minutes, but you could definitely see even if they hadn't been playing at altitude there definitely seems to be a certain lack of physicality there and I think Queen comes out that well I think all the Connett boys can be quite happy with that and I think apart from the results I think the Irish squad can be happy with how things went to South Africa
1: Yeah certainly the scrum the scrum was at its strongest um when was playing against the Beast in particular when Quinn was playing in the second row um, he seemed to give a huge amount and even uh, Tyke Furlong mentioned the fact that he, he loved the fact that the power that was coming in behind really and then difficult. also Murray Murray Kinsella made a point I know a lot of people were disappointed I know Eddie O'Sullivan slammed him at least three or four times on two or three different podcasts about you know how disappointed he was with Quinn Roo but Murray Kinsella showed that he was the most destructive rucker that we had he, he dominated four or five rucks um, in a game which is highly unusual for one person to be able to do that none of the Irish players had anything like that stat, and to be able to do that meant we had front football whilst he was on the field for an awful lot of time, and it made sure that they were on the back foot while he was on the field, so you know. You can only look at certain stats You have to look at all the stats Not just one or two of them
0: William we would uh, agree that opinions differ in rugby And people are entitled to it as is Eddie O'Sullivan But it's rare that you'd have you know, Dave there saying Crinwick was brilliant, Alan saying it There's Murray Kinsella saying it We're not just saying he did okay He was brilliant in his, in his short term role And yet you have Eddie O'Sullivan thinking he was the exact opposite
3: yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not good it's, observations. It's, I tell, well, it's all of, it's all about perceptions, which I suppose is is the bane of any player's life because some person will see it completely differently. Uh, I think overall Ireland will be disappointed. They, it's a very difficult place to go and win. They should have won the series. They could have won it three nil. They should will feel that it's one that slipped by and. Uh, that's something they'll just have to take in their stride and move forward with. Uh, I was slightly disappointed for Kieran Marmion. I—I I, I mean, look, game time, game time. But the big, the big issue for me was in the last that Owen Redden got uh, to do a farewell,
0: sentimental, yeah,
3: and. Um, he was he was nonsense. very poor I'm sorry, he made some very poor decisions from the minute he came on the pitch when they still had a chance of winning that game that, that really shocked he, me he, I, I, he
0: added tempo to it, but what, what would you say he was doing where, where were the mistakes come? because well, I know what you're saying
3: Well I, I think he, he, he missed a couple of line runs by players where he just didn't let the ball go, and South Africa were hanging on at that stage
0: Yeah, we had seven visits to their 22 I think in the second half maybe six, and nothing from it
3: Yeah, and that's that's disappointing and it does I mean it's a great learning curve for the the, the Connacht players that were there and they'll have stated their case these guys these guys are watching how they do in training and what they're looking for for the November Internationals so I don't think any of them have uh, not taken their chance but uh, overall it would have been nice if they'd come out with a win
0: OK here at SportsCount in the corner of the Clan stand and it's a uh definitely a sunny evening in Goy, which we didn't expect so we're going to go switch on to uh, the well the champions cup draw of course okay so the big news from a comic point of view is the champions cup draw dave are we happy yeah i mean
2: we you, you're not facing mugs here you're not you are going to get a, a very decent french team you're going to get a very decent english team you're not facing you know all of the the dog and duck Second 15, you're facing the cream of Europe. That's the whole point of it being a meritocracy-based competition. We've got two former champions in watts and Toulouse. We've got two and teams. the dog
0: and duck first team.
2: That's very harsh on the Italians, but possibly.
0: <laughs> well, until they get their act together and go on it that way.
2: <laughs> weirdly, weirdly enough. What they have there is actually is that you're looking at three teams who've both managed to lose a lot of experience and hold on to a lot of experience because if you look at some of the players who've gone up from WAS, two of their biggest losses this week, this year are Smith and Pietau, but they've brought in Cipriani and they've brought in uh, they would have brought in Kurtley Beale up until the point where he did his ACL. So when he comes back, you know, I, the story was he wasn't gonna be back before the sixth round, five at the earliest, but we'll see what happens there. Toulouse, we I looked at this one. Harounor did retired, and Poitrano is retired, and, and Pickermalls and has moved on, and Clerk has moved on. You think, wow, they've lost a lot of experience, right. and they've only really brought brought on Rich. They've also only really brought on Richie Gray. Then you'd have to take a look at their full squad. You're thinking, my God, that's one of the most experienced grizzled squad you'll ever see there is absolutely nobody there who doesn't know how to get the job done and Zebra yeah they're Zebra but they have brought in Ferno they brought back Cittadini they brought back a few of the lads now they've, their players are, are equally balanced out by that so there's no mugs and again was we saw when we went to Treviso in the league, we'd not mentally write the Italians can do us.
0: Yeah, that's the point. Treviso did beat Connacht, so that's maybe the end of us criticising them too much. They're not mugs. But at the same time, they haven't done enough Zebre in, in this competition. They'll need to improve. We'll be hoping they don't decide this year to get things right. But I think in some ways, William, we are hoping they get it right. We hope that Conor Shea can rally Italian rugby and that the clubs will follow because it'll be good for the Pro 12, good for the game.
3: Well, it'll be interesting to see how he tackles that issue. It's something he has to take on board very quickly. Whether he would prefer to do that through the medium of the Pro 12 than Europe, I, I don't know. Um, look, th- we have to get 10 points against them. It's that simple. If you're going to qualify, you, you have to beat them twice with a bonus point because the other teams are going to say that's their target. Uh, I can't see them laying a glove on either Toulouse or uh, Wasps home or away. So we've just got to follow suit. And um, that's part of the fact they might lift their game a bit because they're playing a team that they play regularly in the Pro 12 who are the champions. So that puts a target on our back for every team this season. We'll think, right, these guys are the champions of the Pro 12. Let's go and beat them. But that's where the starting point is for Europe. Uh, you've got to win your three home games. You got to win away, and you got to get a couple of bonus points. And if you do that, you probably would get a good enough second place.
0: William hits on something really important. Glasgow, we respected them for the last four or five years. Certainly, when Gregor Townsend took over, we knew they were a tight team. I think we respected them in a whole other way towards the end of this season because they were champions. Makes a big difference, and it means teams are targeting.
1: Oh, certainly does. It's, it's from all sorts of angles. You know, it's everything is you're, you're playing against the champions. Once you're playing the champions, you know that you you want to raise your game to to beat the champions. So, as William says, there's a target on our back now, and we need to learn how to deal with it. Um, I Do you think
0: Wasps it. and Toulouse will respect us a little bit more because of that title or will of they course yeah really Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah well certainly Toulouse will we beat them down there the last time we played them
0: but you wonder sometimes <laughs> does this even register with these guys you know whether they think that was a blip that was a bit of a disaster look at me there flagging off the Italian rugby we lost to Treviso it, it doesn't register with us because we know the context of why we lost to them you know what
1: I mean? Yeah, but it's now They they they'll know that we're we're too good. They watched it. If you go back, uh, you know, I went back. It's the brand of uh, rugby. That's it's yeah. it's what we're playing. It's the fact that it's we're doing it on a regular basis now. If you look at how we finish the season, take out the the blip in Treviso, we beat Leinster, Munster, Leinster, Glasgow twice, and Leinster again. That takes some doing. These these are serious teams, and they were at full strength and knew exactly what was coming, and still couldn't stop us. What I was really pleased to see was Dave Ellis was mentioning the fact that you know he's you know he he wasn't happy he says there's so much to work on and there's so much to do because they want to improve now I I I certainly got the impression he was going to be heading home after the end of next season you get the impression that he wants to he wants the Champions Cup um Success of some sort to, to bring with him so when he goes home, he's got you know, it's not just the Pro 12 that he did it in Europe as well.
0: If this team makes a quarter final, William, like, yeah, you know, we'll probably get to that quarter final and one more, but if this team can make a quarter final after winning the Champions Cup, wow, it would be huge, wouldn't it?
3: Well, that's the sort of progression they're looking for, um, and it'll be I still think it'll be the icing on the cake to another great season in the Pro 12. I still think that's their, their target of blame. I don't think that you can put one above the other and i think they can do well in, in the champions cup they'll it'll create a great buzz here i'm sure the marketing department might have preferred to not have to push zebre but it's actually i think i think it's a help for us and pat lamb will be getting them ready for that challenge and there'll be media attention on them there'll be UK media there'll be French media because we are the champions it's suddenly it just creates a buzz it's not just that weird little team over in the west of Ireland who play in the dog track it's now a team that has actually won something but that is also a mental progression for the Connacht players because they can they can now
1: say yeah well we're as good as you we've won something and if you look at how Tiernan played before he got taken out he was playing some fantastic rugby out there you know throwing a little sidestep, throwing a beautiful pass, oh, not great. afraid to do stuff. And you think that's because he knows he's a pro twelve champion and that, you know, these guys know they're champions. It was always the bit that was missing from Connacht all through the years. Like at the moment I'm just going back through some of the the history to try and get some more information about, you know, how we did in Europe. And um, um, you know, you look at some of the games that we won, like beating Northampton twice, but not progressing any further and, and it's because yes. we didn't quite have enough belief. From just looking through the results and some of the results where we lost games, you're thinking, "How did we lose that game?" Um, based on results and. failed and forty-three 0 Absolutely. just was...
0: Eric Elwood has memories of that. I remember him talking about on the bus when we were when I was back involved with the Connacht team way back when. But anyway,
1: Philly We lost to Carfilely. Haven't yeah. haven't beaten Northampton and, and we went to. Lost them here at Sports ground. Was that? Yeah, back? yeah. <laughs> what you know, are sort of going, "Hang on a minute, we've just won in France. We were the first time an Irish team had won in France. We come back here and lose to Carfilly. and You're going so. The difference now is that we've got this belief.
0: That brings me on, Dave, to the home form because whatever about the Champions Cup, and I, I think we all agree with William that the Pro 12 is our bread and butter, the main thing. Defending that title, this is how we build foundations for the future. Home form is going to be key. So, Wasps and Toulouse are a real threat to a home record that was thirteen from fourteen last year. If you keep that home record, then suddenly you're in with a chance of getting to the quarterfinals, anyway. Oh, gotcha.
2: I mean, every team's going to target the fight that they. William was right. Both, everyone's going to go for ten points from Zebra. So, therefore, you have to take minimum eight points from the two home games. You have to, because we. this is the toughest group. because It's a weird anomalous group in the sense not the that... not
1: the toughest. Sorry,
2: it's not the toughest. It's it's <laughs> I, I think t- the Scarlets
0: t- will have no, a bit no, of an no, issue no, with no, that No, no, no. With not, no, 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 no. You're, you're, miss, yeah, you're okay.
2: missing my point. That's right. It's not the toughest in terms of who the opposition are, okay. because there are f- every other group has four teams that can win. Yeah. We have three teams that win, but weirdly that makes it worse, because everybody will try and get the ten points from, which means that you don't have to scramble around. Hopefully... Get, and then everybody really would be expecting to get eight points from their home years. Now, that means that everybody finishes on 18, which is ridiculous because and it's going to be the teams that a bonus points yeah. at home, and b if anybody nicks a bonus point or two bonus points or oh, heaven help us, a win away, that's it. They're the team that goes through. And why can't that be us? On the other hand, if we stop them, this home form that teams really did struggle here, the only team that didn't struggle here last year. Was was Ulster? Ulster struggled as well, but but, but in the terms of they came out we with just the didn't win. Converted the well, chances. They were the only ones. There was other teams came here. I mean, there some teams came here and just completely went to pieces. I mean, Scarlett's a prime example. Now they were going through a bad phase, but they went completely here. Now Monster. that's <laughs> exactly Munster Even uh, another example. We, if you can hold on, home form is not just home form here. It's about denying the opposition bonus points because those extra bonus points that are got away in a group in which three teams are going for one, maybe two places is going to be huge.
0: Yeah, that's a great point because this should be the pool that produces two teams. should be, one of the three. It'd be crazy if
3: it uh, wasn't. Oh, oh, absolutely. It's it's almost guaranteed that two teams are going to come out of this group. If we
0: fail to get 10 points, the other two aren't going to fail. No, they're
3: they're not. Um, And it's funny, Dave talks about Ulster, Ulster, I think, of the one side that still don't have a problem coming here but they'll still have it in the back of their minds this year that they're going down to play the champions so it's, it's all a, there's a different sort of little mindset going to come into that
0: and it's going to help us against the and what?
3: oh absolutely it's going to help us because we, we, we believe that nobody has the right to come here and win and that's something that it's some, Pat Lamb talked about it a lot the season before last about making it a fortress and it didn't really happen but last season it did and that's something that again it's a very easy thing to say right lads we're, we're aiming to win they're, they're aiming to win every game but the main thing is nobody comes to the sports ground and wins and as Dave says nobody gets a bonus point in Europe or hopefully Pro 12 either the same thing just give give them nothing just turn it into a place where you, you do your business and that sets you up then in the You know you you turn around nine wins in the Pro 12 out of 11. I'm, I'm They got 10 last year. That sets you up, keeps you going forward and gets you into the mix v- very quickly.
0: Yeah, so all the great teams who've had any success in Europe, uh, sustained success, have built it on the back of home records. Munster, Leicester and every French team because that's what they believe in. So we're no different and it's going to be really important. Okay, that's it for this section. We're going to wrap it all up in a couple of seconds. Time okay so we're just discussing pre-season we don't think there's going to be a game here there'll be a tour for Connacht uh, to France we'll, you'll find more details on that online but uh, for now it's uh, September when there should be the next game here unless something changes and oh, it could well change we'll just have to wait and see on that if you're wondering when the fixtures are going to be out well the Pro 12 fixtures usually come out around July 17th is last year July 10th the year before so something around that time but it'll just be the ultimate fixtures the Crows are trying to get involved in this podcast it's not going to happen not going to let you um, so there's that uh, the August first weekend of August William is when the, the Champions Cup fixtures and that'll be with TV times and everything won't it?
3: Yeah they they set their first four rounds in, in stone with uh, kickoff times the Pro 12 is usually the weekends first, and then the TV companies in that incredibly complex TV deal start shifting it around, and that can that can take a little while. Yeah. It's going to be slightly different this year because Ireland are playing four internationals in the November window because they're going to Chicago to play New Zealand.
0: I'd say there might be a Pro 12 round on when we're in Chicago. Would you say so? Uh,
3: it's possible. Hope uh, not. I'd like to go. Yeah, it's, it's something... Um, That'll be a tricky one for the IRFU because they, they, they've they always stuck to three games. Wales and England have been at this four-game stuff for years just to try to rake in money to pay off debts.
0: Alan, a uh, couple of other little things to tidy up. Start with the under-20s, a man who works in the offices behind this stand and we're very proud of, Nigel Carolyn Connacht Academy director, Irish under-20s coach, did a fine job with that side. Even if the final goal didn't go the way they wanted, they certainly uh, delivered a major, major statement for underage rugby in Ireland.
1: They certainly did. They played some great rugby and... and... Seemed to play without fear and and played as I would say it proper twenties rugby.
3: <laughs> Great tournament. Uh, it was a very good tournament and it was very. What was interesting about us and Ireland, um, we were in real trouble in the first game against Wales. They didn't panic.
0: Seventeen 0
3: Yeah, stuck. That to, hit
0: from Ryan under the restart. <laughs> yeah,
3: stuck to the game plan uh, and played with no fear. But they did exactly the same thing. As New Zealand and New Zealand got into a muddle in that game mm. and looked. completely just got completely out of shape because we were playing well. But you kept thinking, well, they're going to reset this in a minute. And, they're going to, and then eventually they didn't because I think we were, seemed more mature than them, uh, which is maybe a slight surprise. But there was a guy on the television commentary who was very good, was just talking about they are still essentially playing club rugby. I, I didn't fully understand it, but it was it was more that they're not directly connected to super franchises yet. Even and he, though
0: some of them are playing super rugby, but only a few, like three oh, or
3: four. Three yeah. or four. They're, it's it's a diff, They still have a different setup. And he was making the point that all our guys are coming out of academies, and then the other company was pointing out and saying, well, they're coming from schools and stuff. So the, there's different ways of getting there. But Ireland did look a very complete side until they hit against England, who looked big and. Mm-hmm bigger than 20 and but very very skillful that's what really got me with England was all of these guys could do the right things and they were just better than our guys who can all do the right things
0: just before the final thoughts uh, there's not a lot of movement on grounds development anything like that we might be back Alan maybe with a podcast in August maybe mid-August just to, just to update on that because I'd say there'll be a bit of movement on news now the counter back training and stuff like that right now we know there's a lot of balls in the air.
1: Yeah, I've heard rumors but I won't quote them. Yeah. On.
0: You don't do speculation. No. But the ground issue is a, is an issue. <laughs> yeah, well there's nothing the like video. we're
1: standing here on the thirtieth of June and there's it looks exactly the way it did at the last day of the season, so nothing's happened yet.
0: Yeah, there, there you go. That's an update There. Final thoughts, William.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's rolling around again.
3: Uh I'm, did we win the Pro Twelve? Uh apparently we did. Does for, that make us pro twelve champions? Yes. Okay, it carry certainly on. does Final thoughts. Um yeah, I'm just glad there's going to be no rugby now for a couple of uh, weeks because uh, June was almost as busy as the normal season, if not busier, and watching four rugby matches on a Saturday uh, back-to-back is quite stressful and tiring. Um, <laughs> you so, see,
0: they say rugby players have ever tough. People watching rugby have it a lot
3: tougher. Well, I'll tell you there was, there was one 16- or 17-hour day there uh, which finished up with me watching baseball at 3 o'clock in the morning.
0: Well, no, you've got a problem.
3: I uh, Probably. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> it was fun um yeah look next season is going to be very special it's it's going to it's going to take off it's not going to start slowly it's going to take off with a bang and it's just going to roll forward and it'll be important for Connacht to just grab that momentum and, and keep going but I, I have no doubts I, I, I don't think that's going to be a problem for them I think they enjoyed the end of it last season so much that there's no reason that the beginning of next season won't, uh, won't just be an explosion
0: Yeah I agree about the uh, just you know June 30th now. I'm thinking of just taking a month off Twitter just because once the rugby season starts again I need to get back to it so no harm Anyways we all need a little bit of a break but that said we'll be buzzing come August any final thoughts Stephen?
2: Yeah well, I mean Pat's gone home to New Zealand And come back with a Irish qualified prop Which is pretty impressive We've never heard of him But then again This time last year We're going Who was this Fox Matt Amu, a boy he's brought over How oh, he is can- to come back <laughs> <laughs> uh, How can he be How can, he? how can- He's never played He's never played for the Blues He can't be any good And he turned out to be Our best player in the first half Of the season So I'm making no predictions About a 22 year old tight head But he's You know I trust Pat's Just seen something that will mean that he'll be doing something uh bumped into Omos and he has been saying he's hoping to be he's he was buzzing for the draw He wants to play in the Champions Cup So he's looking at probably wow. He's probably looking at We're looking at January He'll So so. don't expect oh, on this side of Christmas No we, we didn't go, But if he got back yeah, for January yeah, really he's, like he's, it, he's, yeah. That's where he's aiming for But he's realistic He may not make it back for those um, Apart from that The reason we haven't heard much for Is because we forget Not only did the players take the month off But everybody behind the scenes Took the month off And they're so, only back
0: one day Like this is, As we record This is Thursday So this was the first day of training I think Connacht had a Management meeting in Westport for, for a couple of days as well and um, that's where you saw the pictures of Pat Lamb watching the draw in one of the hotels up there so uh, that was good getting around the county as well and getting around the province Indeed, yeah, I mean Although Pat Lamb helped the Galway footballers with um, speech beforehand <laughs> and I want to take up an issue that's my that's my uh, any other business I'm, uh, no, no, I'm just like he talks no, about well, five no, counties
2: well, Move on, move on, move on you don't want to know what I've been doing. I've, I, I may have inadvertently helped the Galway footballers as well. I'm not overly happy Aww. about it. Yeah, well,
0: Pat Lab is actually living
2: in Galway. He has some excuse. So am I. I got, <laughs> and, and, and technically, I'm getting paid to do it. So, um, Yeah, apart from that, look, it's June. If we play... Do you know what? I'm not bothered if I don't hear much about... You know, Fixture's great, lovely. I don't, I'm not bothered. July, let's let the lads get fitness. And if we play... Oh, don't worry about pre-season Fixtures after. Remember pre-season last year, we got absolutely... Battered. I think it was like forty-four. Oh, I was right after season <laughs> against against Grenoble. Glad like, we
0: didn't do a podcast in yeah. on that
2: one. <laughs> yeah, we actually to, we actually talked ourselves out doing it. Um, if you base anything in preseason, yeah, yeah. we, did, we yeah. would have finished last. We would all be we'd be asking for we'd be no Irish players in the squad, <laughs> and we'd be asking for Pat Lambs out. So you know, base nothing on preseason. Don't get too worked up if it goes fantastically well, and don't get too too dispond if it goes disastrously. It's what happens on the first of September.
0: Uh, one thing just before, can I grand or uh, no, jump on your no, any no, other no, business? No. Uh, you were worried about the replacement to Ali Mul Downey. Are you still worried about that as an aspect of the side?
1: Well, no, I'm just I'd, he'd be the one I'd miss more than anyone else. And we've lost some very good players, but he'd be the one I'd, I'd I'd have most worry about. I was saying 18 months ago, he was the best second row in the country, and he was the best second row in the country for the last 18 months. Um, how he hasn't got picked for Ireland in that stage I don't know So like, best of luck to him in Grenoble hope he enjoys it down there You want to see
0: him replaced though, don't you? Like Last year you were saying Don't be talking about new signings We were like, if there any signings You saying we don't need signings It's not an issue But you have kind of made the point on this To replace this This might be the one time where you well, might say We it, do need a signing
1: We do need a signing Because if he's gone and Elton and Quinn Are up with the Irish squad That doesn't leave us with a whole heck of a lot of cover yeah, this, this year players
3: go, going away to Ireland squads, that's going to be something they'll have to manage a little differently now because th- these guys come back with different responsibilities and they're told that they can play this game and not play that game. Uh, Ali Muldowney, huge. Uh, when Stuart Barnes is comparing him to Brodie Retallick, mm-hmm. and that's not something that he does lightly <laughs> after the performance against Leinster uh, in the final. So...
1: That's, but that's all part of the challenge That's, that's, that's what it's all about Because there's so much we have to get more. We, have, we have to win all our home games this year We have to beat Ulster at some stage We've, you know, we, we, we go through time like Winning away in, in Treviso We need to be able to win those games There's so much to work on, it's unbelievable
0: I like it Alan that's, that can be your or any other business alright that's it from us we are not doing a podcast in July unless the world falls in you give us a break guys we are working on a package uh, mm-hmm. documentary for the entire season myself and Alan are on that and William will be in the background there but we're doing the kind of research through the editing yeah, hopefully we'll have that ready for about August.
1: Yeah, myself and Dave are going to be working on a bit of the history of you know yeah, going back into the podcasts. depths of yeah. pro yeah. twelve pro rugby history, and I've started doing a little bit of it today when I was really bored in the meeting. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've, I've been looking at it, some really good stuff from I've, I've gone back to nineteen ninety five. I've gone back
2: twenty years. Nineteen ninety five is a very interesting year. It's the year just when everything goes pro. But the, the from January nineteen ninety five, this is this is a story I I either completely missed at the time or I don't I certainly don't know an awful lot about was. The proposed amalgamation of Corinthians, Galwegians, and NUG into one rugby club in the city—that's my starting point. That was in January 1995. That's where we we're going to be. That's where I'm starting from. We may go back
1: further. We may not. But I'm thinking. No, no, we, uh, we do. We do 1995. I that's a first. Time, <laughs> that's what, well,
0: what I love about that is if you had mentioned that at the sports ground ten years ago, everyone would have shh. <laughs> so not yeah, yeah, mention yeah, yeah. the war but I think it's just about long enough away yeah, that we don't yeah. have to mention that war and we can tell that story also myself and William last year worked on a bit of audio that we are going to get out next year we're around uh, the great 1974 visit of the All Blacks. so we have some brilliant audio there to work on so we've lots to do we're looking for a sponsor if you want to give us a sponsor to produce this amazing content please do that's it from us we're off for July so we're Guinness Pro 12 champions
3: Reigning Guinness Pro 12 Champions Reigning Guinness Pro 12 Champions And we will be reigning Guinness Pro 12 Champions all of next season as well Yeah, so each fixture, it's the reigning Guinness Pro 12 Champions